This is another MP3 podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle, Australia. Welcome along to another edition of Talking Travel for our sponsor, Travel World on King. With me, as always, is Sally Lucas. Hi, Sal. Hi, Wayne. How are you today? I'm very well. What's been happening in travel lately? Heaps. Heaps? Heaps and heaps. Run off my little tootsies, I have been. (laughs) Have you? (laughs) And some very exciting news. We have some huge exciting news, actually. And today we have a guest with us um, online, and it's Richard Cranmer, and his company represents Celebrity Cruises. And just briefly to start with, Richard will go into more detail during the program, but we have this wonderful vessel called the Mercury, which is part of Celebrity Cruises, coming into Newcastle, a real coup. Mm. Um, Three sailings, and she's over 77,000 tonnes, like we've never had a vessel of this standard or this size come into our port. So something Newcastle and the Port Corporation can be very proud of having been able to negotiate and get this to happen. So I thought it's great to have Richard on the show today and he'll talk about that plus their other uh, cruises that they represent. Hi Richard. Hi Sally, how are you? I'm great. Wayne, good morning. Morning. Tell us a little bit about this vessel. Oh, the Mercury? Yeah. It's, uh, as uh, Sally said, it's uh, just over 70, well just under 78,000 tonnes. Uh, built in 1997. In fact, I was fortunate enough to be on the delivery voyage uh, into Fort Lauderdale. Just magnificent. I mean, it's uh, it's like a five-star hotel floating on the ocean. It, it, the facilities that have, uh, in fact, rival some of the some of the better hotels I've stayed in. Uh, it, has, it has balcony cabins. It has pools. It has hot tubs, a fitness centre, and spas. The list just goes on and on. I mean, it's, it's pretty much not nothing you couldn't be looking for that you won't find on board the ship movie theater you can get married on board wow access to internet basketball if you're into sports you can play basketball there's a full-size basketball court on board and is there an ice skating rink uh the ice skating rink is actually on royal caribbean ships oh, okay so that bit, bit, okay so but it just depends knows? what vessel you're on as to sort of what uh, sporting facilities you have exactly Okay, and I believe the um, spa on this has been voted one of the best spas afloat as well. It has. The spas are absolutely phenomenal. Um, and and if, you, if you don't book in the first sort of 24 to 48 hours once you get on the ship, you'll, you'll miss out on the facilities because they are that popular. So no massage or treatment for you, huh? <laughs> well, I get in early, I've learnt my lesson. <laughs> You've learnt your lesson, well, that's good to know. And listen, what about the dining? Like, what style of dining is there on board? The dining is phenomenal. We've we've had Michelle Rue, who's a uh, world-renowned chef, has been our consultant for many years uh, as far as the the menus are concerned, and the the food is absolutely fantastic. It, it's really silver, it's practically silver service on board. Right. Um, you can you can eat in the dining room. They have two seatings in the dining room each night. Uh, it's a two-level dining room on board Mercury, mm-hmm. and it, it, the food is just superb. Or um, you can eat in the the casual dining area, which is a sort of like a buffet style, mm-hmm. uh, but you pretty much get the same sort of menu that you have in the dining room. It just means you don't need to dress up because the, the ship being a five-star vessel, the dining room is, is usually fairly formal. Okay. On the, on the, the formal nights, uh, most people tend to wear a black tie, although you can get away with a suit and a tie. Okay. Um, for the rest of the nights, it's sort of smart, casual. Yeah. If you just wanted to, to, to eat in a, in a T-shirt and a pair of jeans, you can have a casual dining. Okay, oh, well, that's good. At least uh, you can have both if you feel like it. It's just not all completely formal. No, and I mean, the other, other alternative is you can eat in the cabin as well. I mean, you can, you can eat three breakfasts, lunches and dinners each day. <laughs> 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 I'd be waddling off. 
and, the gym is there. Exactly. A lot of these ships, too, you can't do the old mile around the deck anymore because a lot of them are enclosed, you know, like they're built for the Atlantic and so on. So what's Mercury like? Do they, can they do a circuit or not? On all our ships, we have that facility. Okay. Um, we, we do go across the Atlantic to position the ship into, into Europe for the Northern Hemisphere summer, but no, all our vessels have a, a jogging track on board. And I think it's three. I think it's three times around the deck as a mile. Okay. Yep. Yeah. All those good people wearing off their three breakfasts every day, eh? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and listen, um, other than the Mercury, you do have other vessels too. Do any of them come into Australia, or are they just nearby somewhere, Richard? On, under the Celebrity brand, Mercury is the only one to come into Australia. The closest, other than that, was is the west coast of North America. Right. Where we have cruises into Alaska and uh, the Panama Canal, mm-hmm. uh, and then Europe in the other direction. We have ships in Europe during the Northern Hemisphere summer. Okay. On the, on the other brand, with Royal Caribbean, yeah, we have uh, ships in the same regions, but we have a Royal Caribbean ship will be positioned in Asia from December this year. Okay. Is this a first? For us, yes. Well, no, it's not. It's, it's, it's our second try in Asia. Okay. We had a ship there about nine years ago. Oh, okay. So that's a while ago. That's before, I guess, the cruise market has boomed, though, as it has exactly now. Exactly right. Exactly right. The, the, the market has just gone absolutely ballistic, I suppose you could term it. Yes, it has, hasn't it? I mean, in all types of cruising, as we've discussed recently, you know, from river cruising all the way through to, you know, ocean, trans, you know, transatlantic, you know, Caribbean, whatever it may be, cruising has just gone mad. Yeah, I think I think that... The, the big thing with it is, is that cruising used to be your round worlds, your transatlantics, but now you've got vessels. I mean, we have vessels in in Europe, Alaska, New England, South America, the Panama Canal, the Caribbean, Hawaii. I mean, I can't think of a place in the world you can't cruise anymore. That's the difference, as you yeah. say, and that's that's what's brought the world closer to people in the cruise market. We might just have to leave it there for this first segment, Richard, and we'll come back in a moment to talk a little bit more about some of the wonderful places and itineraries that people can undertake. So that's fine. Great. You are listening to Talking Travel for our sponsor, Travel World on King, here on 2NURFM 103.7. We're talking cruising with Richard. And, Richard, I just thought we might just run through some of the itineraries that might people might find appealing to them to some of these different destinations, particularly maybe some of the newer or different destinations you're going to or newer ports of call. And, and then we might finish off with what the wonderful Mercury's doing. So I'll leave it up to you to go with whatever you feel, whatever areas you'd like to start with. All right, Sally, thanks. I mean, we're, we're really excited about having, having Mercury coming down, but we've also got Rhapsody, which is the Royal Caribbean ship, right. which is going to be positioned in Asia in 2007 and eight, and then we're hoping in 2009 it'll be positioned there year-round. It okay. Be, it's going to be arriving in Singapore on the 10th of December this year yep. and offering a range of cruises around the Singapore, Malaysia, Thailand area. Then it's mm-hmm. going to be doing some 12-night itineraries up to Hong Kong which will include places like Cambodia, Vietnam, and they will even be having cruises out of Shanghai. Oh, that's great. Yes, that's covering a great range of the Asian destinations, isn't it? Oh, we're really excited about it. I mean, Asia's a growing market. So many people have been there, but this allows them to see so many places without having to pack and unpack by being on board the ship and and, and enjoy the facilities. So it's really fantastic. Very excited about that. And also, besides, by the time you add an airfare to it, I mean, people can then still extend and have more time in a, in a destination as well, like in Singapore, Hong Kong or China or whatever. So it gives them that availability of some land touring as well as the cruise touring. Exactly. It's just phenomenal. It's a mm. great opportunity. Absolutely. And then, of course, we slip into, free, into uh, Mercury, mm-hmm. which is coming down and visiting Newcastle. And uh, that, that is probably our most exciting thing. As I mentioned to you earlier, uh, my wife comes from Newcastle, so it's going to be interesting to have a ship up there as well. Yes, is she going to come and watch her come in? 
I'll, I'll be probably taking her up there to watch. Oh, absolutely. I think we all should be there. I think the uh, the entrance to the harbour will be packed. I hope so. I think it'll be fantastic. Yeah. And so what's that first arrival? It uh, departs from Honolulu on the 23rd of November this year, doing a 16 itinerary into Auckland. Then it leaves Auckland on the 9th of December, travelling through to Australia, and will, in fact, be in Newcastle on the 21st of December, just prior to Christmas which will be really exciting. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I think it'll be just fantastic to see a vessel of that size cruise into our harbour. I hope the um, the foreshore and the entrance to the harbour are absolutely packed with people tooting horns and doing whatever they're doing to give it a great welcome. And the photo opportunities are going to be... The, the ships are just absolutely magnificent to look at. Yeah, so. yeah. And also we're going to be there on the uh, 18th of January and also the 15th of February. So if they miss the first opportunity to take a photo, they can have two, got more, two chances. more chances to have a go. <laughs> so that's fantastic. And it's in Newcastle like from about 8 in the morning till 7 at night, is that's that right? That's right, yes. So they can see it either come in or go out? Give the, well, and it, that's right, and it'll give the passengers on board the opportunity to have a look at Newcastle and maybe duck up and have a look at the Hunter region as well. So I guess it would be coming through the port, what would it be, about 6, 7 in the morning if it's docking at 8 or...? It's probably going to be around six or seven because they'll bring out one of the um, the pilot the pilots to to bring and the tugs, in. yeah. So uh, and I don't I think I, I don't think it's mooring it. I think it's actually tendering the passengers. To they are because the, the actual wharf isn't big enough. So I think it's yeah. being it's over towards Carrington, and then they'll be tendering the um, passengers back across to around the Queen's Wharf area. I suppose the exciting thing for some of the Novocastrians is that they can pick up the ship in Auckland and actually be on the ship when it comes in. Oh, look, that'd be marvellous. I mean, what an experience would that be? But even the itinerary it's doing around New Zealand for people that love New Zealand, I mean, it's a fantastic itinerary because you're starting in Auckland and going around Tauranga in the Bay of Plenty, Napier, Wellington, Christchurch, Dunedin, you know, Doubtful, Milford Sound, etc. Then you're coming across to Melbourne, up to Newcastle and on to Sydney. So places. Yeah, so th- um, the interesting thing that Nova Castion should be aware of is that we've actually deleted Tasmania from the itinerary so the ship can go into Newcastle. <laughs> I like that. Jeez, I like that, Richard. Yeah. Oh, that's that's a nice touch. <laughs> <laughs> the Taswegians mightn't be too happy about well, yeah, it, but we will be. be. Yeah. And of course it generates such wealth for the city when you bring a ship of this size in with the touring options they do up into the valley and Port Stephens and, yeah. you know, just the dining and anything. I mean, they're just coming in and they're going to spend money. So, I mean, it's wonderful for our city to to have this coming in three times. So, fantastic. We'll really look forward to that, Richard. It's going to be a wonderful, wonderful time for Newcastle and I hope everyone just gives support to these three, um, you know, arrivals and really gets out there and everyone puts on their friendliest faces and looks after all these people who are going to be disembarking on our city. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming in. Oh, not coming in, should I say. Thanks for being on the show today. You're only on a landline. (laughs) You're not in the studio. So I really appreciate your time, and I hope this has given people a little bit of inspiration to get out there and do a bit more cruising. Fantastic. Thanks, Sally. And this is Talking Travel for our sponsor, Travel World on King, here on 2NURFM 103.7.